Welcome to Harrison Church. We're glad that you've joined us today. This week's podcast is sponsored by Beds Equals Dreams. Join us for a Build a Bed event on September 23rd and 24th to build 60 beds over two days for an elementary school in Lancaster. To sign up, click the link in this episode's description, or you can visit us online at harrisonchurch.org. We hope you enjoyed this week's message from Pastor Shane Page. One of the things that we have been preaching on is that if you welcome the Holy Spirit in your life, you're going to be a little strange, a little peculiar. Your life may not make any sense. And that's what our series on the Beatitudes, the sayings that Jesus opens his most famous sermon in Matthew's Gospel with, and we looked at a few of those. But before I really get into that, I do want to just say a a special kind of you know, uh, a headline here that you may have noticed that there was a a trailer out front and we are collecting flood buckets for the people uh, affected by Hurricane Harvey that the Methodist Conference will use to provide support and relief for them. And one of the things that you need to know about the Methodist Church is that the Methodist Church is not always the first responders, but we are always the long-term responders. The Methodist Church is still in, in New Orleans helping with Katrina, what had happened you know, more than 10 years ago. So you got time. If you, if you would like to uh, compile a bucket, get your family together for the next couple of Sundays, we will have it available. You can drop off a bucket also through the week. Uh, we did take up a donation today, uh, a financial donation, but if you could not do that today, you could do that next week. It's just important that we be the body of Christ and support those who are the most vulnerable uh, among us. Uh, so we've been doing this series on the Beatitudes, and we've done, what, two or two sayings so far. We're coming to the third one today, and it's the one where Jesus says, Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Now, I'm going to be reading our lesson today, not so much from the sermon itself. We've already done that the first Sunday, but I'm going to be reading from Psalm 37. If you have your Bibles, you can turn with me to Psalm 37. And I'll be reading the first 11 verses there. So I want, to, uh, want you to stand as you are able for the reading of the Word. Uh, you will see the words here on the screen if you do not have your Scripture with you. And this is, this is a, listen to this prayer. And a psalm is always a prayer. Do not fret because of the wicked. Do not be envious of wrongdoers, for they shall soon fade like the grass and wither like the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. So you will live in the land and enjoy security. Take delight in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him, and he will act. He will make your vindication shine like the light and the justice of your cause like the noonday. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret over those who prosper in their way, over those who carry out evil devices. Refrain from anger. That's going to be important. I'm going to come back to that. Refrain from anger and forsake wrath. Do not fret. It leads only to evil. For the wicked shall be cut off, but those who wait for the Lord shall inherit the land. He's going to come back to that. Watch this. Yet a little while and the wicked will be no more. Though you look diligently for their place, they will not be there. Watch this. But the meek shall inherit the land and delight themselves in abundant prosperity. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. All right, you know, I was uh, thinking this week that 
for those of you who are parents, you, you'll know this, is that uh, one of the games that my children loved to play when they were younger is uh, this game called Opposite Land. Any of your kids ever played this? Like, you, you take reality when you're a child. You take reality, you flip it over, and then you say something, but what you're saying, you're actually meaning the opposite of what you're actually saying. And so my, my children will say things like, Dad, we really want vegetables for dessert. We know what that means. You know, we fill us up on junk food, or, or, or Dad, we really love to do our homework. In other words, can we go play outside? Or, Dad, your hair's really brown. And... Um, you're, you're looking younger all the time. So anyway, I was thinking about this in, in light of the Beatitudes because if you go back and you read the, the opening statements of Jesus' most famous sermon, it's almost as if he's playing opposite lad. Like we would expect him to say, blessed are those who are really spiritual. He doesn't say that. He says, blessed are those who are spiritually impoverished, like who have no spirituality. Or we would say, blessed are the strong, but he didn't say that. He said, blessed are those who are not afraid to let their tears fall in grief. Blessed are those who grieve. We talked about that last week. And so today we've got the other saying, right? Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. I know those visiting with us today are glad. that I bet they were coming in Sunday saying, man, I hope the preacher talks about meekness today. Right? But think about this, meek, meek. Blessed are the meek. How many of you have ever aspired in your life to be meek? How many of you have ever put on your job resume that you excel in meekness? The SBRC was almost a no on Jason because he didn't say, I am meek. No, we don't say that. You know, I suspect that no Methodist church, when it comes time to reappoint pastors, is because this is what happens in the Methodist church, I bet you no Methodist church has ever said to the bishop, well, bishop, we really like this candidate uh, to lead our church, uh, but we were kind of hoping to land someone a little more meek. How many of you have ever told your children, it's very important that you be meek in life? No, we don't do that. We don't say the meek are blessed. We bless. Well, we think the meek are pushovers. That's kind of what we think of. Uh, uh, the meek are doormats. They're pushovers. We don't bless them. We bless the strong, the assertive, the autonomous, the very clever. <laughs> but Jesus says, blessed are the meek. And I want you to notice something. If you go back to the Beatitude, notice that Jesus says, blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit what? The earth. You ought to go back and circle that. I thought about spending the whole 20 minutes on just that line right there, but I've preached this enough. You know, we, we sometimes want to retranslate this as saying, blessed are the meek for they shall inherit heaven, because that makes sense. Oh, yeah, that, the meek will get heaven. Yeah, 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 but not, not down here. Not, but Jesus doesn't say that at all. He says the meek shall inherit the earth. I won't go on and elaborate on that, but this is a good sir, uh, public service reminder that Jesus cares more about the things that happen on the earth than in heaven. We are so obsessed by the things of heaven, but you seldom find Jesus focusing too much about heaven. He's primarily interested about the things that go on in earth and what the earth is supposed to be and what the earth shall be. The meek shall inherit the earth. Now, we just saw where it comes from. Jesus is actually quoting Neil Peart's uh, 21.12 at the beginning of their album, Just Kidding. Only the Rush fans will get that. <laughs> I'm hopeless. I, I am so hopeless. I can't help it. Jesus is actually quoting almost verbatim from Psalm 37. So Jesus is not just kind of making up uh, for the meek shall inherit the earth. He's quoting from Psalm 37. And this prayer that we just saw of, uh, of someone who just looked out in the world and observed the very things that you and I observe on a daily basis. But it always seems like big money, big interests, 
They are always the ones getting away with murder. They're the ones who seem to get away with everything, and they gain the system, and they prosper as a result of it. And then the psalmist says, well, trust in the Lord. Commit your ways to the Lord. Be patient in the Lord. And then the psalmist says, for the meek shall inherit the land. Can I get real with you for just a second? How long have we been praying this prayer? I mean, how many thousands of years is it going to take for us to actually see this happen? Because if you look at the word today, doesn't, doesn't the world still look like it belongs to the corporatocracy? Right? The people who gain the system, they get by. I will, I will just say this as a footnote to the rest of my sermon. <laughs> there is no reason to believe that the meek will ever inherit the earth. But I believe the meek will inherit the earth only because Jesus said so. It is the meek who shall inherit the earth. Jesus said so. Hard to see that. Let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about meekness. Who then are the meek? I think the answer might surprise you. You know, they're, they're, if you think about the meek and you study what Jesus is saying here, they're not the little passive pushovers we like to think that they are. A little bit different. I went back and I researched this. The, the classic understanding of meekness or a meek person. Uh, there's one ancient, ancient theologian who, who said this. He says that meekness is the condition of the person who remains unaffected whether that person is spoken well of or whether that person is criticized. So a meek person, this is the classic definition, someone who is meek was understood to be someone who is the same even if that person is flattered. Oh, Thank you. Or whether that person is just kind of criticized and humiliated. They are the same people over and over. And so in the ancient world, the virtue of meekness was supposed to be the counterpoint to the vice of anger. So you got the meek person who is kind of the opposite of the the angry person. In other words... Someone who is meek was understood to be someone who has learned to keep their anger under control. What a word for us today. Because aren't we a really angry people? It's everywhere, isn't it? Anger is everywhere. You know, pundits are still talking about how the last election was all about anger from the voters. Everybody's angry. Right, you got the, now you got the angry left, and you got the angry right, and uh, you got the angry evangelicals, and you have the angry working class. Hey, you want to get some attention? You want to get the media to, to uh, give you some attention to get your calls across? Make some noise, baby! We're angry. Everybody seems to be angry. But Jesus does not pronounce a blessing on any of our fury or any of our indignation. Jesus blesses those who seem to be able to keep their fury, right, their anger in check. Blessed are those. Jesus does not bless our anger. You saw that in the psalm. Don't, do not be angry. It only leads to evil. You know, it's interesting that the, the Greek word, I, I did not know this until I researched this, the Greek word that Jesus uses for meek here, it's a word called praus. I guess that's pronouncing it correctly. Praus, P-R-A-U-S. Prouse, it actually in the ancient world referred to the taming of a wild horse. 
So in other words, the meek are those who have been tamed. (laughs) They are domesticated in a way, like a wild horse is domesticated. You think about a wild horse. When you take a wild horse, at first that horse is very what? It's very resilient. It's very intractable. But over a period of time, the horse is able to yield to the master's direction. You follow me there? And so what Jesus is saying, blessed are the meek, he's blessing those who are able to finally yield themselves to the true master's direction, who can yield themselves to the will and the direction of God. In other words, the meek are not these passive pushovers. The meek that Jesus is blessing, it referred to people who were guidable. Is that a word? Right, are teachable. They are yieldable. Right, they have kind of a, a, a submission about them. They, they can submit themselves to the will of God. They're bendable. They're malleable. Almost like clay in the, in the hands of a potter. Right, you can work with it. The meek are those, they bend with the bending of the master here. They are submissive. To the things of God. Now that word, <laughs> submissive, I just said it. Like the preacher just say submissive? Yes, I did. Or that word submission, we do not like that word, do we? All right, submission, ooh, no, that's not, that's not what I, I want to be about. Because we don't bless those who know what submission is. Or who can yield themselves to direction, right? We, we bless the stubborn, that's what we like, right? We're kind of proud of that. Uh, steel of, you know, spines of steel that just cannot bend and, and you just cannot break. And there is, you know, I'm I'm not talking about this morning, when I'm talking about meekness, I'm not talking about the kind of submission where, you know, someone tolerates kind of abuse or mistreatment. I'm not talking about that at all. But the Bible says a lot about our call to submit ourselves to each other, to have kind of this discipline, this disposition of submission, if you will, upon us. us. And, And what that means is that we're to kind of have a yieldable disposition. We're, we're to bend. We're to, we're to be directable. We can learn new things. And this is so critical. I think I may have told you this before in a previous sermon. I just could not remember at all. And that in the ancient world, there, there was a, a way for you to test yourself to determine whether you can really do the will of God. And what you were supposed to do is to notice how you respond when someone gives you an order or, or directs you to do a certain task. How many of you have been ever, ever been asked to do a certain task before? Right? How many of you have ever been ordered to do a certain task? Right? We have people in authority over us. You're married, aren't you? And, and they would say, watch what you do. Are you someone, this is how you can check whether you can really do the will of God, are you someone who feels put off and put upon when someone asks you to do something? Ugh. Or do you think, if only I were in charge, it would be better, right? Do you, do you resist when something happens? And the reason they say you need to watch yourself, because if you're someone who is always resistant, if you do not know what it's like to actually bend a little, flex a little bit, to submit to authorities, especially those appointed over you, then you probably are not a good candidate to, the, to do the will of God. I mean, Jesus asked us to take out the cross, and you can't take out the trash, when someone asks, right? Are we able to, to bend and do these things? So the meek that Jesus blesses, 
The word as, as he understood it concerned those who simply have become kind of tame in the hands of God. The, the meek are simply people, they, they just want to be guided. They want to be directed in every, every case to the will of God. And they just yield themselves. They, they, they go where God wants them to go. They, they blow with the winds of the Spirit. And, and that is why... I believe that the meek shall inherit the earth is because the meek are those who simply yield to the will of God. They're just bendable to the will of God. And and we believe that the will of God is what will ultimately prevail over this earth in the end. God's will will be done in the end. And the meek are those who have always and always want to do the will of God. And that is why they shall inherit the earth. I love what an old preacher, a southern preacher's name was Clarence Jordan He was a preacher back in the 1940s, 1950s. He uh, preached in Georgia, and he was a proponent of civil rights before civil rights was cool. He was doing some radical things. You should research Clarence Jordan and what radical things he he was doing in the 1940s. I love what he said when he talked about this. He said that there are only two people in the whole Bible who are considered or called meek. One was Moses. You might want to guess the other one. Jesus. They're the only two people that the Bible calls meek. Now, you think about Moses. Was he a pushover? No. He's the one who stood up to Pharaoh and delivered the slaves from Egypt. But did he yield to the will of God? Yeah, he did, even if he didn't want to. And the other person is Jesus. And we know that Jesus was not a pushover at all. (laughs) Clarence George noticed that. And then he just says this. He says, people may be called meek. To the extent that they have surrendered their will to God and have learned to do God's bidding. We talked about that. But then he says this. The meek won't attempt to explain away God's word even if God's word is contrary to their selfish wills. (laughs) I love that last part. Like meek people, as Jesus understood it, they will not attempt to explain away the words of God or the words of Jesus, even if the words of Jesus and the words of God go against what they like. In other words, the meek have become a little gullible when it comes to the word of God. They're a little gullible. They're quick to believe what the word is. I don't think many of us are sufficiently gullible enough when it comes to the word of God. What we do with the Bible is that we'll come across something and we're really good at, uh, at, at calling out other people that the Bible we think is calling out. We're really good at that. Right, well, you, you guys need to read this. Have you seen this? Mm-hmm. But then when it comes to those passages in the Bible that seem to call us out, what do we do? We defend ourselves from it. You know, this is the beginning of the Sermon on the Mount. Blessed are those who are meek If you just read the rest of that sermon, man, Jesus says some pretty crazy things. I mean, he says, you have heard it said, do not commit adultery. But I say to you, even if you lust in your heart, you have committed adultery. And then our response is, oh, well, it's impossible. Or Jesus will go on in his sermon. He will say things like, "Uh, you've heard it said, eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. But I say to you, turn the other cheek, love your enemy. And we say, oh, it's impossible. Can't be done. Or we'll read the book of Acts that we did, I think, just after Easter, where it says that the Christians all came together after the resurrection, and everybody put all their possessions in common, and there was no need among them. They shared everything together. And you read that in our day, what's our response? Communism. (laughs) Communism. 
This is a defense mechanism. Here's what the meek do. When they come across the crazy things that Jesus said, they say this. Okay, I should do this. It's right here. One of these days, I'm going to tell you the story of a mission trip that I took with a small band of people from St. Mark's United Methodist Church in Belmont. Uh, my, the pastor of that church, his name is Noel Sweezy. He was my ordination mentor. This man has touched my life in ways nobody else has. I mean, I, I, he is just a holy man. And uh, he was leading a Bible study with a small group of his parishioners. And they were looking at this passage in the Gospel of Luke, it's also in Matthew, where Jesus says to the disciples, he says, I want you to go out and uh, preach the kingdom of God, but don't take anything with you. Don't take any food, don't take any money, don't take any provisions, just go out, trust God, and, and say to people that the kingdom of God is near. Well, the people in his Bible study, all of them except one, who I'll get to in a minute, all of them looked at it. You're like, oh, well, let's, shake this. let's try to shake some truth out of this. Uh, you know, they looked at it from all kinds of angles. Say, well, you know, you can't really do that. That was a different time back then. That's kind of crazy. And they were trying to extract all this truth. <laughs> but there was this one lady in the Bible study. You know what she said? She said this. We should do this. Like, why don't we just take the church van and go out? Not take any money with us, don't take any food, trust God, and just tell people the kingdom of God is near. And you know what? They did it. And I was invited to come. Craziest thing I've ever done in my life. I'll tell you about it, and we were okay. We were okay. I'll tell you about that. But you know what? That woman in the Bible study, she was the meek one. She was the one who looked at God's word and said, okay, she was gullible. She was gullible. Over the word of God. Bendable. And the reason, the thing is, if we can become like her, if we can become gullible over the words of Jesus, if we can believe them quicker than anything else, that means we won't be so gullible about the things in our world that God does not care about. And yet you and I, we are really gullible people. We're not gullible enough here. We're just gullible in other things. I mean, over and over, God keeps telling us there's no life there. There's no life there. And we keep just chasing after it. Every year, here come the marketers. Every year, the marketers say, this is what you need. You need to buy this. Your life will be complete. And we fall for it every time. Or every two or four years, some uh, politician will rise up and say, you vote for me. I will make your life better. Uh, you just need to get behind me. And we fall for it every single time. We are not sufficiently gullible with the things that God really cares about. And see, the thing is, is that the meek are kind of gullible. <laughs> They're way bendable to the things that God wants, but that doesn't make them passive. They actually become very stubborn. Even though they're bendable to God's will, they are unbending to things that are not of God. When the meek see some hatred in our world, they don't bend for that. When the meek see someone being mistreated, they don't bend for that. You see, the meek people are so flexible to the will of God, so shaped by it, that's all they want, but they are stubborn for love. They are stubborn when it comes to compassion. And they don't bend at all in those things. You know, Jesus said in Matthew chapter 11, he said, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And he says, come and learn of me, 
For I am meek, Jesus said, and gentle of heart. He wasn't saying I'm a pushover. But what he was saying is that I am so bendable and malleable in the hands of my Father. The only thing Jesus was about was doing the will of God no matter what the consequences might be. And he was gullible too. Jesus believed that the lowly and the humble and the meek would inherit the earth. That's crazy. He believed that the servant was really the greatest among us. I am meek, Jesus said. We would never say that, would we? But yet Jesus is the meek one. I believe that the world will one day belong to the meek because right now it belongs to Jesus Christ who was the meekest and the most gentle among us. You know, <laughs> till this week, I always thought that being meek was, I don't know, it's not something that I would think about wanting to be, but I'm, I'm rethinking that now. Maybe, I, maybe we should want to be meek. To let our lives be completely malleable, the hands of God, to be able to say, I want nothing, Lord, to do other than what you want me to do. I'm not going to defend myself anymore. I'm going to be gullible over the things of Jesus. I'm going to be stubborn for love. I tell you, we will get to the place of meekness the moment that we can actually pray. Oh, Lord, my God. Do with me whatever you will. I don't care about the costs anymore. I just want to do what you want me to do. They're the ones who are blessed. Blessed are the meek. For they shall do what will prevail in the end. The will of God. Let us pray. Well, Lord, if I, you look into us, you'll realize that we're not a very bendable people. We have anger in our souls. We need to be tamed by your Spirit. Lord, I pray that we can become the people whom your Son blessed. Those who are teachable, guidable. Help us get over our resilience to the things that you care about. Help us be stubborn for love and not for what we want. Pray that we will learn to insist on your way instead of insisting on our way. Make us blessed, your meek ones, as Jesus himself was meek. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message. For more information on classes, upcoming events, or how to get involved, visit us online at harrisonchurch.org.